for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Music Communication Part 3, Music as a Notable Form of Communication by Barbara Smith. This is a continuation of last week's article. Let us delve a little further into our subject of music as a form of communication. Music can have a direct or mass message. Songs can be written directly and to the point so that even a child can understand and have no doubt of the message, and others can be written with double meanings or a hidden agenda. In 1970, Neil Diamond wrote the song Southern Man, appearing on his album After the Gold Rush, which had quite a direct meaning about racism in the South, even mentioning the Ku Klux Klan and slavery without saying those exact words. In the same year, on his Harvest album, he put out a song named Alabama, putting down the state, basically saying it was pitiful, in ruins, and saying they should look to the Union for help. In 1974, Van Zant, lead singer of Led Zeppelin, wrote a response song to Young's two offerings called Sweet home Alabama. Some said that Van Zant was just saying, thank you for your opinion, Neil. Now leave us alone. Yet Van Zant rebuts, we thought Neil was shooting all the ducks in order to kill one or two. He said, we're southern rebels, but more than that, we know the difference between right and wrong. It is said that the response song itself is also racist and an anti-civil rights song. But with all of that having been said, there are those who have no clue of any intent other than they love Alabama and the catchy tune. The bottom line now is that this song continues to make millions of dollars for the Led Zeppelin band. On vinyl records, they used to have a backmasking message, which would range from evil, blasphemous, or disgusting to some that would just be poking fun at the concept of subliminal messaging. For instance, the B-52 detour through your mind said, I buried my parakeet in the backyard. Oh no, you're playing the record backwards. Watch out. You might ruin your needle. The technique was prominent in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and was made popular when the Beatles used backward instrumentation in their album, The Revolver. It was discovered by accident when one of the band members was under the influence of narcotics and played the record backwards. He said that he enjoyed the sound. This technique was often used to produce a clean version of what might otherwise have been a profane or even satanic song. 
the religious world took great offense to the use of this method of message sending communication if you will in the music world because it was often offensive profane and immoral songs can have messages for good or evil as we have already seen in the above mentioned songs of racial content there can be political agendas sexually obscene messages rebellious rhetoric propaganda shown in the lyric of the songs but there can also be songs that inspire uplift and bring hope the religious world has taken the psalms of david written in the holy bible and put them to song as david himself indicated that many of them were as david there are countless songwriters who pen their own message of joy and cheer whether it be about the creator or to the creator it ministers to our souls there are secular tunes as well that are fun and upbeat like the beach boys good vibrations or pharrell williams song called happy then of course there are countless hundreds of love songs that have brought many couples through courtships breakups engagements weddings and marriages not to mention the favorite or hated by singles valentine's day just to name a few love to love you baby by donna summers in your eyes by peter gabriel you are so beautiful by joe cocker you can often know what the song will be about by the title, but that may not always be the case. Continuing our short study, let us look at the 20th century music genres. Everyone has their own preference and as many opinions that there are in the world about what restaurant you prefer to eat at or the fashions you are comfortable wearing. The same goes for your taste in music. This could be because of upbringing, environment, socioeconomic status, culture, race, exposure, or just human nature. Once we form an opinion about a certain genre, we are usually a convert for life. If you are introduced to another style of music and are inclined to enjoy it, usually it will not take the place of your top favorites. We find comfort and familiarity in our playlist and it is often disconcerting to be thrown into another environment altogether than what we are used to. The first thing my husband will do when he gets into our vehicle is change my classical selected station on the radio to something more on the 70s rock and roll style. This is what makes all of us individuals and allows the market to continue to be open and competitive. Distinctive styles of music run the gamut and can even vary from person to person like a language with many offshooting dialects. Personalities, accents, and cultural upbringing will bleed into it any musical style and give it a unique flavor because music is an outward expression of the artist. The spirit of the singers and songwriters can be felt in the music as well, whether good or bad. One research paper could not adequately cover every genre that is on the market and has existed over time, but a few that might be familiar to most from the 20th century are classical, rock and roll, blues, jazz, and country. Classical music from the 19th century bled over into the 20th, but composers such as George Gershwin and Darius Milhoud began to mix ideas of jazz into their scores to give it a different flavor. Some retained part of the harmonic progressions while seeking to add new textures like Maurice Ravel and Claude Debussy. 
This has been a trend ever since. Music is always evolving while building upon the previous generation's styles. John Cage introduced aleatronic music in the 1950s, which allows improvisation by the performer. This idea has now become a part of American music. Contemporary music, whether classical, Christian, or any other genre, depicts that it is similar in style, but with modern ideas and techniques added to the style. Rock and roll has become a favorite, though within the label you can possibly find a flavor of jazz, blues, and southern rock, pop, and heavy metal. The 1920s boogie was also incorporated into the 1950s evolving rock style. Fats Domino, Elvis Presley, and Chuck Berry were some of the first to emerge in this new phenomenon. This music was aimed at teenagers and was often scoffed at by the older generation. Though it is by far the most popular music to date, it is hard to pigeonhole it into a single definition. Even the instruments used in rock and roll have changed over the years, moving from just guitars and drum sets to anything goes. Progressive rock was then born and was known for complex lyrics, length of composition, unusual timing, and different instrumentation playing long solo scores. Some familiar bands and artists filling this description would be Pink Floyd, Jimi Hendrix, and The Who. Rock music has carried a stigma of being partners with sex and drugs, often thought by critics of inducing moral decay, undermining literacy, and subverting basic social values. Often crazy antics were portrayed on the stage from screaming, pacing, and even banging and breaking guitars. Wild, but to some an exhilarating experience, it was a far cry from the 19th century classical pieces performed in a sedate format. It still holds an enormous appeal for the young and upcoming musicians of the 21st century. Rock and roll could not be discussed without mentioning Woodstock. This was a festival held on Max Yazer's dairy farm in Bethel, New York in August 1969. It was said to involve lots of rock and roll, sex, drugs, nudity, and mud. This is an iconic event to the 1960s hippie counter culture. The organizers were four rich kids in their 20s headed by John Roberts trying to make money. The original idea was to build a studio for rock musicians in Woodstock New York, and this became a fundraiser for the studio. The plan for the festival fundraiser was the time, three days, the place, Industrial Park, Wallkill, New York, tickets from $7 to $18, and they could buy them in the store or via mail order. The entertainment signed musicians, capacity 50,000 people, other organized food and higher security. Everything went topsy-turvy from there when the town refused to allow the festival there, even passing a law banning it a month before the event. Though Max Yeager's offered up his 600-acre farm rather quickly, they still had to have new contracts and make all the changes necessary. They built and worked up to the last moment, and some things did not get done by the deadline because of their setback, and their estimate in attendance rose to 200,000. They tried to scramble and get more water, food, concession stand workers, security, and most importantly, toilets. 
Financially, it was a disaster for the four young men. The fences and gates were not finished in time, therefore, because the first 50,000 people walked in without paying, they had to declare it a free concert. An estimated million people then flocked towards the festival, with only 500,000 being able to get in. Helicopters had to be used to get the artists up to the stage. Musicians like Santana, Richie Havens, Janis Joplin, Sweetwater, Quill, Grateful Dead, The Who, Joan Baez, Jimi Hendrix, and many other artists kept the music going for four days. When the dust, or you could say mud, cleared, the organizers were $1 million in debt. But the price tag reduced to $100,000 after the Woodstock Festival film became a big hit. They did not realize that this would become the most talked about music event of all time. I do not know if John Roberts and his friend Joel Rosenman ever got to build their rock and roll studio in Woodstock, New York. Blues and jazz are two styles that evolved from the African-American culture. This was not only instrumentals, but vocal, spirituals, work songs, and chants that were an offshoot from their African descent. The blues gained true popularity through W.C. Handy in the late 19th century into the 20th century, and jazz gained international recognition by the late 1920s. It has had an enormous influence on other genres of music. Blues and jazz festivals are held all over the country throughout the year to celebrate this art form, including the W.C. Handy Festival held in July every year in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Country music has its roots in blues, spirituals, and transitional folk music, but has developed primarily in the southern parts of the United States into what we hear today. It goes as far back as the 1920s with Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, the first hit record for country music being in 1924 by Vernon Delhart, The Wreck of Old 97. Country music can encompass flares of bluegrass, pop, and southern rock, yet remain country. Its theme can be anywhere from Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA to Billy Currington's Good Directions and Turnip Greens. One song's message being exactly as the title predicts about God blessing America, and the other about a fella having his eye on a girl and thinking it is love at first sight. A musical artist can often be synonymous with poet, author, communicator, musician, orator, politician, composer, leader, inspirational speaker, therapist, teacher, and so much more because these are the functions they are engaged in. The lyrics they pen tell stories eloquently or can be brash sometimes with exuberance and on occasion sorrowfully. Many artists fall into the workaholic category which often leads to their own demise. While they are trying to give their all to their crafts and audiences, they get caught up in detrimental lifestyles. They often neglect themselves and their families and end up dying young or alone. Balance in everyone's life is a, mu is a much needed quality, but often it is very elusive. Just to name a few that have recently fallen victim to this would be Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince, 
george michael and amy winehouse these lives and many others were cut short and at the loss of extraordinary talent two notable singer-songwriter artists whose work is remembered and celebrated in many circles and recognized by all are bob dylan and frank sinatra one of the most original talented and influential songwriters of the twentieth century was robert allen zimmerman which was his given name on may twenty fourth nineteen forty one in duluth minnesota he later changed his name to bob dylan after matt dillon the lead actor in the tv series gunsmoke but it later evolved into a different spelling of dillon d-y-l-a-n he imitated little richard on the piano at his high school dances and followed early rock stars elvis presley and jerry lee lewis he later developed his own style and got his start in cafes performing folk and country music his music was originally the cover his music was original and covered social and political issues getting its start in the nineteen sixties he signed his first contract in nineteen sixty one and has not stopped touring and releasing new music his voice is unmistakable almost a talking singing style he was constantly reinventing himself he is constantly reinventing himself he is also a painter and has published six books of his paintings as well as having some of them appear on his album covers in nineteen eighty two he was inducted into the songwriters hall of fame he has written over three hundred and fifty original songs he received academy awards golden globe awards grammy awards he received academy awards golden globe awards grammy awards and the nobel peace prize for literature and the presidential medal of freedom he became a legend in his own right a memorable quote from bob dylan is quote, a hero is someone who understands the responsibility that comes with his freedom End quote. on december twelfth nineteen fifteen in hoboken new jersey unbeknown to them a star francis albert sinatra was born he was born to immigrant parents hailing from sicily he was a fan of bing crosby's in the nineteen thirties which inspired him to begin his career and become a singer he would rise to fame in the forties and fifties with his big band numbers and a list of hundreds of songs that almost everyone would recognize and appeared in dozens of films as well his first recording was with a band leader harry james who discovered him through his involvement in radio he earned nicknames over the years like the voice and the sultan of swoon because of his smooth baritone crooning he earned a grammy lifetime achievement award but also earned a reputation of womanizer gambler swinger and hard drinker this was an image that was portrayed in his albums and in his personal life amongst his peers he was later awarded the presidential medal of freedom by ronald reagan who had become his friend after his extensive involvement in politics in the nineteen eighties his last curtain call was a concert at palm desert marriott ballroom in california in nineteen ninety five and he passed away three years later at the age of eighty two he left behind tunes like strangers in the night new york new york and i did it my way 
He had a successful career of over 50 years and attributed to, quote, when I sing, I believe I'm honest, end quote. In conclusion, music continues to evolve and build upon the influences of past songs, poems, stories, and the artists' lives. Their music lives on and continues to speak to us in numerous ways that bring hope, joy, and consolation. A couple can hear a tune, fall in love with it, and then it becomes a personal anthem in their relationship, even if it was born and inspired out of an entirely opposite meaning. But that is of no consequence to them. It has communicated something special to them, and it becomes our song. So it can be seen that the perceived message of a song becomes the actual message to the listener. It changes lives, comforts the sorrowful, serenades lovers, and entertains the masses. Music is a notable aspect of communication to self, others, and to God. It is near the heart of God who created it, and it is an intricate part of heaven, according to Revelation 4 verse 8, which states, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Think of ways today that you can practice using this platform to minister to others, rather than using it for evil. Even if you do not think you can carry a tune in a bucket, do as David instructed in Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Let your voice uplift others and bring praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords today. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.